Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I'm glad to say John Shipman is back, Sunbury businessman, eager beaver volunteer, and he's been a community contributor, and there's been quite a few endeavors in the town where where he said, uh, um, I'm going to even contribute a dollar or two to this. I'm sure there's checks that went to the Albright Center that had Shipman at the top. A, a couple, yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, you you're like, you know, the, the John, uh, or I'm sorry, Bob Zimmerman's and, uh, you know. There is a bunch of good people that are Sunbury Rooters and Sunbury supporters. Bob is one, the Murches. Uh, there you go. You know, Corey Fossil. There, we, there's a, a whole core group of people that uh, really believe in Sunbury and really support Sunbury. And it's a pleasure and a privilege to work with them. Well, I was, I was at a Sunbury Youth and Community Center meeting one time. This would be... 25, 20 years ago anyway, and Stan Seipel was there, and he was pointing to this and pointing to that, and they're like fundraising, and Jim Meister's shaking his head no, and the city committee's heading the no, and he's reaching in this stack of papers, and he pulls out a check, and he says, here, this should ease the pain. I don't know what the check was for. I don't even know what they were fixing, but uh, but this was the thing, you know, people... Absolutely. Stan was a great Sunbury supporter, uh, Jess Woodring. I mean, you look in the past, uh, you can name almost any of the big names uh, that uh, we know, Ray and Derek and those people, great supporters, the Apples, great supporters of the city of Sunbury, and uh, uh, Sunbury has a, uh, a wonderful history of, of people who have stepped up and said, you know, we're going to do what we can to, to make this a good place to live. Well, and I think the Wise family has to, yeah, be, has to be in there, and Dagenstein's, and uh, yep, yep. these are the big thinkers, the Paulsons of the world, and yeah. that, that kind of stuff that... Uh, they, they were never burdened with thinking small. See, I think small. That's my nature. We, we all do. Most people oh, think most small. People most do. people okay. do, you know. Okay, but there's this collective. And plus this group of individuals that are kind of the doers and big thinkers, they... Uh, this is going to sound bad. I don't mean it that way. They feed off each other. They kind of they gather together. There's an energy, a synergy that really, you know, uh, that's uh, the owner of this radio station uh, has been uh, very. Roger's been very good to the and, and his dad, uh, Jan Tippett. I mean, you could just go on and on and on and on and name people from the past that have really, really contributed their time, their energy, their money uh, to make Sunbury and the area a better place to live and work and play. It's yeah, big thinkers. Great people, yeah. Big thinkers, right. They do have a synergy. I love that. It's better than they feed off each other. <laughs> they kind nope. of build on each other is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. But, uh, yeah, so that's that. But, uh, and now, um, I think, and you're a resident of Sunbury and I am not, I think Sunbury has fewer of those individuals that are kind of around. Uh, 
Is that possible? I think maybe a fewer of the high profile. Okay. Um, uh, we, we still have a core group of people that are working very hard. Uh, uh, good people at the city, good people at SRI. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, one thing when the boss is involved, and it's something different when an employee is involved. You know, if you go to a meeting and the bosses are there, and the boss says, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, okay? He's going to go back to his organization, and he's going to donate money. He's going to have people come and help, he's, you know, or she, uh, and so forth. I had an interesting conversation with Jan Tippett here about three or four weeks ago, and we said the same thing, you know. Uh, when we used to go to Spark, uh, the decision makers were there. A lot of times today, the decision makers send someone, uh, maybe their right-hand person, uh, maybe the president of the organization if it's nonprofit. Uh, and these people are good people, and they have Sunbury's, but they're not the decision makers. So then they have to go back to their board and say, well, SRI wants to do this, or, or we want to do this, and the board has to approve it. Or they have to go back to their boss and say, well, this is what we talk about today, and uh, we would like to do this, and the, have to wait for the boss to say yes, where when the boss is sitting at the table, it's a little different, and Jan and I sort of agreed on that. We, we talked about some of the stuff that we did back in the late 90s and early 2000s to really push Sunbury along, and she said, you know, uh, if the if the boss says it's going to get done, the boss might not do it, but but it gets done. But so. it really does get done, right? They're the instigators and people who do things. Look at Corey Fossold, which has to be on this list of uh, you know kind of uh, doers in Sunbury that we talked about. Uh, gets on the Haven board. Absolutely. And says, oh my gosh, there's been an unmet need here for years, and nothing against the existing board, but alas, I'm a big thinker, so let's. Let's think big. Yeah. You know, and so, and, and helps them in that way. Boards have a tendency, without that vision, have a tendency to become caretakers. Now, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with a caretaker. A caretaker is someone who has been entrusted with something, who works hard, who maintains, who, you know, irons the wrinkles out and, and, and makes it run smoothly and so forth. But caretakers generally aren't people with vision. They're administrators. Uh, and there's a difference between an administrator and a visionary leader. And yeah, we had a treasurer, a, a group I was part of once who would often find errors or, uh, not errors, I guess, but opportunities within the treasurer's report to make changes or diff- spend things differently. That's different than thinking, well, what if this this bottom line were double? What, what could we do then? Yeah. That's that uh, visionary thing. Well, do uh, visionaries think in terms of the dollars? I honestly think... Yeah, like when uh, Jan and, and Roger and the rest of the crew got River Festival restarted, you know, sort of revived it, I don't think they were thinking at all about money. They Absolutely were, they not. They were just thinking, let's w- do something great for the community. You know, we went from River Fest in the 1990s had dwindled down to eight or ten vendors uh, in the along the wall and so forth uh, when Jan and Roger got involved uh, with SRI and so forth uh, we had uh, it's over a hundred 140 150 vendors and and people you know the car show came in with hundreds of you know over a hundred cars and uh, 
the the joint effort, and let's face it, uh, Roger and Jan, their people did the bulk of the work. You know mm-hmm. that very well. Yeah, half and of the, so well, forth. Actually, I wasn't involved then. I didn't get involved until 10 years later. But Kevin Herr and yes. half the sales staff, half the front office yes. got involved here. Yes, and we raised $70,000 a year, and we paid because... Your company and the Daily Item, their salespeople did most of the of the soliciting work and so forth. So we paid them a fee. Well, then later on, people came in and said, "Well, why are we paying these people a fee?" I said, "Because they're worth it. <laughs> they're doing it." They're and doing so, for a while, uh, that when that relationship broke down, for a while, River Festival sort of started to decline, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, the dynamics changed. Well, and I think you have to have uh, eager beavers at the head table, too. You know, I've never been an eager beaver for anything. I'm just a good soldier. You know, I'm, I'm the best guy you'll ever have in the back row of any meeting, you know. But uh, we had good people at the front. You know, you think of Mel Purdy's of yep. the world and, and Corey Fossils and yep. and um, some other folks that are still still doing it today. Brianna Applebaum was there. I mean, we, we had people on the front line. I mean, we, we really yeah. did. Yeah, if they came up with a good idea, they already had a plan to implement it, and they were probably part of that plan. So that was that was going to get done. All right, well, uh, yeah, so therefore, welcome aboard. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. My pleasure. We've alluded to kind of some of these topics in the past, but I think always worth mentioning again, if folks are out there and, and they see anything in their community, whether you're a big doer or a viewer, a back row or the head table, uh, take action. Think, you know, never, never go to a meeting and complain complain about something without a solution. I don't know who told me that years ago. Unless you have two. And uh, Roger Sr. used to say, don't don't call me about a dilemma unless you have three solutions. Wow. <laughs> or, or a three-part solution. One, you're going to do more. Two, somebody's going to go here. And three, something else is going to happen. That's the problem. Everybody likes to complain. But after when you listen to their complaint, when you say, well, what? how would you fix this problem? It's like, uh, I don't know. You know I'm relying on you. We like to complain about things, but we don't have any idea how to fix them. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We can we can keep talking about this. John and I could probably talk about uh, the opportunities and the future of the city of Sunbury and the other communities around here and doers in our community. He is one. I've seen hundreds of them around here, and I know they're doing a lot of good things. And uh, so we can talk about that. We can talk about other things. January 6th committee said hurricane be damned. We're going to talk to Jenny Thomas as long as she's saying yes, we'll say yes. So she talked to them yesterday and indicated she does not tell her uh, Supreme Court justice husband anything related to her many activities and activism, which is her job. So she does that. So that happened yesterday. Of course, Hurricane Ian talked to Jim Crusula in North Carolina yesterday. He's in Greensboro. That's where he reports all the time. And uh, he talked about the storm surge. And the newbies in Florida that don't leave because they they think you know they've heard their friends and so on riding things out, and so they don't they don't leave you know if they're potentially in harm's way. So that we talked about that, we can discuss that again today. Uh, one of our emailers. Oh, we talked about schools yesterday. Things that are happening in our schools. One of our good listeners says you know the teaching of critical race theory and indoctrinating kids into transgenderism is bad in schools, and we get a lot of pushback from that. 
that yesterday and two more emails today related to that uh, saying that that's a mythological conservative myth myth so uh, we can talk about that we can we'll read those emails too but we'd love for you to communicate with us on the market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company you can check them out at sunburymotors.com toll-free line is open now 1-800-795-9565 you can email us at on the market wkok.com and you can text us at 70236 include the keyword OTM uh, yeah call us now uh, what can we do to fix some of the ills uh, I think that's at the heart of everything I just mentioned except for the hurricane although folks say climate is a factor in, in some stronger hurricanes that we've enjoyed lately so maybe that that could come up again climate change has been politicized we talked about the politicization uh, this idea of blaming presidents for either a good response or well nobody gets claimed for a good response but if you don't have a good response to a hurricane or you say that the wrong thing I think uh, George W yeah, W Bush got in trouble for Katrina Katrina for Katrina there we go for not having a good response well you know if the boss always gets you know the boss gets the credit and the boss gets the blame um, the problem is that uh, that's and that's always been the case. The problem is the rhetoric now is over the top. Uh, it's not just a matter of of uh, saying, well, you know, he didn't do a good job, but now he's evil, he's wicked, he's you know, uh, whatever. And that's you know, we we need to stop that kind of talk uh, in Washington D.C. because uh, what it does it just divides the people. You if you attack half of the country. You might make your supporters happy, but you've made enemies out of the other half. And, you know, we have a problem in Washington, D.C., where we can't talk about people that, we, that disagree with us without calling them all kinds of names, which... Well, we talked about this week. We call it the otherization. You know, it's us versus the other. So, you know, I would say maybe on the air in this show, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a good, good liberal and a Democrat, but uh, I'll tell you what, the MAGA people are the other. You know, they're not good. Well, who are the the MAGA people? You know, well, the president says there's millions. And interesting study came out this week that that, uh, half of of registered Democrats believe that there's tens of millions of evil MAGA people. Now... Tens of millions. Uh, that's that's what the poll says, and this was a poll of registered Democrats. So, are there some evil people? Yes, there are. Are there some evil people on the on the right? Yes, there are. Are there some evil people on the left? Yes, there are. But the average Republican and the average Democrat are just normal people who go to work, who are trying to feed their families and trying to get along, and they go to they 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 go out to dinner together. They go to the same bar together. Uh, they're, they know each other, and, 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 but the national, uh, the national tone from Washington is that if you don't agree with me, you're obviously an evil person. All right, Tom has taken us up on our opportunity to talk on the radio. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I'm watching TV, and I see all this uh, damage down here in Florida, and they're saying, like, $100 billion damage so far that they think it's going to cost. Well, you know, this is getting ridiculous. $100 billion. wow. It, the, these people, most of them have money. They're, they go out on these uh, islands that have a causeway to them, and 
they're out in the middle of uh, of the ocean. Why? I mean, this this is dumb of the government to bail <laughs> these people out. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out on a on an island that has a causeway, and now these people don't even have a way to get in and out of the in and out of the island. This is this is ridiculous. Well, they're citizens this and taxpayers. This government has got to tell these people. If you want to live there, that's fine. But we're not going to help you when when this thing gets knocked down because it's ridiculous. Well, they're citizens it's and taxpayers. Totally oh, you're not listening. Citi- they are citizens and taxpayers, though. Does that not count for anything? No, it doesn't count. Okay. I, I think that... Look where they I think that a majority of those people probably have uh, a federal flood insurance, um, which will cover most of the damage. Um, obviously, they don't cover ridge, uh, bridges and so forth. That's a, a public infrastructure. Um, people that don't have insurance uh, are uh, are going to suffer, and those, unfortunately, are, are the poor people that, that uh, can't afford or didn't buy flood insurance. Uh, you do make a good point that we're building out on the on the uh, barrier islands, whether it's in the Carolinas <laughs> or go wrong? Florida, you know, shouldn't get help uh, to rebuild from the government. Uh, they neither eat it either insure it or, or eat it, uh, because uh, when you have a home that's been damaged repeatedly, like Pennsylvania, after after Agnes and Eloise, Pennsylvania bought dozens, hundreds of homes along the Susquehanna River and demolished them because they had been repeatedly damaged by flooding. Bloomsburg was an example, some up along the river between Sunbury and Danville, uh, where the government actually bought those properties and tore them down uh, so that they would not continue to, to be a drag. So you do make a good point that there sometimes isn't a lot of common sense used. Well, in uh, these barrier island, uh, the name of it now just popped right back out of my head. But anyway... There are lots of people who live on islands and have to get back and forth by boat. And so it's not like this burdensome loss that they can never go back to their home again or anything. All right, Tom, we'll give you the last word on this. We think you're on to something. Go right ahead. Well, that's all I had to, that's all I had to say. I mean, even, even Fort Myers and places like that there, even though that's on the land, I mean, that is a, that is a bad spot. I mean, if those people want to live there... If they have the money to rebuild their house every time it gets knocked down, or, or if they can afford the insurance, more power to them. But I do not think the government should be in the business of, of, of building people's, rebuilding people's houses and and things like this here when you're going to live in a live in a place like that. It's just ridiculous. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for calling in. All right, right, we'll have time for another caller or two, one of whom is waiting, but we could have another, so we'll give the number 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. You can text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Do you know what people... Every so often I hear the bumper music, I think, are we supposed to be on the radio? <laughs> Stan and I solved half the nation's problems off mic, so we'll have to put that on the radio. Stan, thank you so much for calling in. I know the uh, you always like to talk to John. He's a big thinker like you, so uh, you have an open mic right now. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, the tolerance and compassion of the left. Isn't it wonderful when Tom calls in telling people that have had their lives destroyed by hurricane that they should receive no help? <laughs> well, maybe next time. I, I think we're sort of obligated to help, as promised, this time. But in the future, you know, is there anything he said that makes sense, like not putting a causeway in that's always in harm's way or something like well, that? Uh, that's up to the taxpayers of the state that's there. If they want a causeway to islands out, you know, like Key West is all, there's the access Key West, my understanding. I've never been there, so... But my understanding is it's a causeway out across the, you know, southern Atlantic there, it's south a of Florida, correct? It's a beautiful drive. Uh, I've done it twice. Uh, it's a beautiful mm -hmm. drive. The, there are long bridges between the, the chain of islands that, that make up the Florida Keys. Uh, those islands have, uh, some of them are just a little spot with not much on it. Some are fairly large, and they've got shopping centers and hotels and motels and so forth. Uh, but it's a, it's a couple-hour drive to Key West. Uh, it's two-lane highway. Uh, one lane each direction, so it's certainly not a, 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 a an interstate, uh, but it is a gorgeous drive, and if you ever get a chance, stand, take it. Uh, it's worth it. Uh, Key West is a, a, a beautiful place, and uh, you can walk down to the end of Key West and, and, and look at the marker and it says Cuba's 90 miles in that direction, and uh, it's a really a cool place. Yeah, I'm sure it is, and I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, it's up to the people that live there. They're the ones that are going to have to foot the bill when things happen. I mean, I'm sure Tom doesn't feel that way about the people around here when the floods come in and destroy things, yeah. does he? Does he feel the same about the people around here, or is it just the people in Florida? Well, should everybody be out of the floodplain if they want federal insurance, if you want well, to get private insurance or private pay, John? Well, actually, the federal flood insurance program is, is expanding and should expand. Uh, it is uh, uh, right now. It's it's uh, uh, available to everybody that's in a floodplain, uh, all the way up to you know the just where you're on the fringes. Uh, no sense in buying it, obviously, if you live up on the hill in Sunbury or up here on the hill in in uh, uh, Union or Snyder County. But I think Stan makes a good point. Uh, we need to have compassion. Uh, you know. Uh, People make poor choices. Uh, I think that, that uh, our, our previous caller was saying, you know, if you do it over and over and over, it's like the guy who, who uh, goes out every Friday night and, and has a few and wrecks his car, and after the third, second or third one, the insurance company says, we're not going to insure you anymore, and then uh, he, can't, he can't drive, or theoretically can't drive because he can't get insurance. So at some point, the, how often do you bail the same person out for the same problem? And so there's two sides, uh, but uh, compassion, you know, 
people are in trouble right now. There are a lot of people in Florida that are hurting right now. You know, uh, I had a place in Florida for 20 years. Uh, they're good people. I didn't live in the high rent district and so forth. I had a, a little place uh, back uh, three or four miles from the ocean, so you know, it wasn't anything like that. But the people that live there are good people. Right, and I, you know, I'm of the thinking that uh, never to move close to a river, lake, or anything where water could come up and and possibly kill you, because that's always a possibility if you're not aware. But that's that's my thinking in life. There's people that think differently, and well, okay, good for them. I mean, that's the way they think. I I don't like floods. I've I've helped clean up after a few, and I want nothing to do with them. I, you know, I, I have better things to do than go in and muck mud out and uh, clean up after them. You're right. Let me, uh, let me tell you that in 1972, I lived in Kingston, Pennsylvania. I lived uh, two and a half miles uh, back, uh, almost to where the, the the mountain starts to go up. The land starts to go up to the back mountain. Uh, in Agnes, my the the, the the water in the street in front of my home was 14 feet deep. And uh, it is no fun, and I didn't ever pretend to be want to be close to the river, but the river came to me, and it was it was a devastating experience. Okay, absolutely. I worked in a place where we had six foot on the production floor. Oh boy! You know, back in eleven, you want to talk about a mess? Mm-hmm. You know, that was a total mess, and you know, the only thing we could do is throw bodies at it and clean the place up, and that's what happened. And throw the bodies mud, at it. The mud is everywhere, right? Oh, and it's still there. Yeah. You still you still work on stuff and crawl underneath stuff to work on it, and there's still flood mud on there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you still find it. And in some of the columns that support some of the equipment, when you have to drill a hole in it, sometimes water comes out of those columns. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it still happens, <laughs> and we still find it, and it's, it is what it is. So, but, yeah, I, I you know, I, 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 if my advice to anybody living along the river Get the high ground. Yeah. Plain and simple. It's that simple. Get the high ground. Stay there. Move there. Don't live along the river. But Get your house elevated. Decide they want something different. So. All right. Thank Have you so much. Day. Hey, good talking to you, Stan. Thank you, Stan. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunburn. We talked about doers in our communities, and uh, now we're talking about Ian. It's an open phones Friday. John Shipman, our good co host. Rob Center is our producer. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. John is right across from me. Usually I say Mr. Joe, but Mr. John Shipman is here, Sunbury resident and a business person, and still busy in his offices these days, taking good care of things and uh, running the shops. We talked about uh, some of the contributors to the city of Sunbury in terms of brain power, and John's been one of those over the years on City Council and Treasure and SRI and Spark and some other organizations. So we're always appreciative of that. Sunbury's got some permanent improvement uh, because of some of his big thinking. Whose idea was it to put those welcome, uh, big, elaborate welcome uh, gardens and so on at the city's entrances? Uh, that was uh, a brainchild of Spark. 
uh, and Spark started it, uh, and then uh, uh, I think the final one, the city stepped in and helped. But but uh, SRI raised the funds for the first couple, and the one up uh, at at the entrance, or the exit of the bridge from Nori, uh, that turned into about a fifty thousand dollar project, and. Uh, <clears throat> Hmm. SRI did not have the funds, and so the city partnered with us for that. Uh, that land is actually in the township, so we, we, oh had, to, we had to buy the land from the township. Oh, but, sure, yeah, the railroad tracks is the border. Okay, so, yeah, all that <clears throat> stuff down there. Yeah, I was talking to Jim Meister about the the, uh, the park where the kids skateboard is in the city, but you can walk 20 feet, and, and you have to go to the township for approval to do anything. So. Right. And they have a different mindset, you you know, they run a township like a township. You know, they're professional township people, and they don't think city. They really yeah. don't. So they don't have the same. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. It's just a different mission, I think, when they when they get elected, and their people like that. You know, that's that's the way it's supposed to be. Well, the people out in the country really like to preserve the land. You know, Open uh, space. Uh, to some degree, they're anti-development. They, you know, we do we don't want a bunch of housing developments out here and bring all the problems from the city out here. We like farmland and cattle and so forth. So there, it is a different mindset. And trees, <coughs> and deer. All right. Well, those. Uh, yeah, so that's John's. That's a more than an adequate introduction for him. He's pretty knowledgeable, too, about city governance, so we're appreciative of that. And he and I have talked a lot in the past about how bad, how off our federal government has gotten, so I think we're both pessimists when it comes to that. Uh, last time we spoke, I talked about trying... I, I, for some reason, my brain just kind of settled on one thing, restoring faith in elections, even if it means I'd be willing to compromise to go back to just one election day make it a holiday and make it a Monday so it's like Martin Luther King Day. It's yeah. attached to the weekend. We can all vote together on Monday and have enjoy a day off. We've got a fun, But yeah, no mailing except bona fide absenteeism, sort of like the old system where you had to just sort of prove that. But n- nobody, ag- a lot of people do not agree with me. Well, I vote by mail too. I enjoy doing that. So, um, mm. although I do go over to the polling place to say hi because <laughs> I still know everybody there. Yeah, they were, you don't need voto ID over there. Somebody went in there and said they were Mark Lawrence and vote. <laughs> I think they'd probably knock on the cop door and say, hey, uh, this is... Uh, anyway, anyway, so yeah, we've talked about bad governance in the past. Faith in elections is sort of my, uh, kind of where, where I dwelled once in a while. But there's other areas of government where maybe we really need desperate attention. Just one further comment. The problem with faith in, in, in elections is both parties are claiming that elections are bad, that they're faulty, that they've been stolen and so forth. goes back to 2000 uh, it goes back to 2016. It goes back to 20, 2020. You know, so when both parties... 2002, was that? 2000. Al, Al Gore and all them? 2000. And, okay, 2000 <coughs> even. Okay, thank you. And uh, so for over 20 years now, both parties have claimed that the other party is guilty of election corruption. And that's not a good thing because people lose and, and then people become suspicious. And then, you know, uh, if you're a Republican, you, you're suspicious of the Democrats because they're always trying to do something illegal. Or if you're a Democrat, you're suspicious of the Republicans because they're trying to do something illegal. And this builds tremendous amount of distrust in a, 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 a democracy or a republic as we have is dependent on the people's trust in the systems and the government 
And when people lose trust in the government, bad things happen. And so the, the people in Washington need to tone the rhetoric down. They need to, you know, everybody that disagrees with you is not evil. They may have a different idea or a different opinion, uh, but they're not evil. In, in anything, you know, you may be a, you may be a, uh, an Eagles fan and I may be a Steelers fan, and we may root against each other's teams, but that doesn't make either one of us a bad person. And we have to get away from this thought that, well, if you're a Republican, you're evil, or if you're a Democrat, you're evil. That is not yeah, true. Jets fans, I mean, what's up with that? <laughs> Why? Never mind. <coughs> moving, moving on. All right. Welcome <coughs> on board, folks. We'd love to have you participate in this conversation. Uh, well, and I think this leads to people being uh, feeling left out, too. If you feel as though like you were a Clinton supporter or a Al Gore supporter back in 2000, you feel left out. And I think that's like a cancer almost. It grows. It gets yeah. worse. You know, yeah. you're feeling left out. Plus, not only did you not win the election, but then the Republican president is taking actions and doing things that make you feel more isolated. So you, you end up as part of a faction or a divided, you know, group per se. And I think that's ever since 2000, that's been, it seems it just gets, continually gets worse. And that's very unfortunate. We, the only way it's going to change, I think, is if the people in Washington and their allies in the, in the talk show business uh, back down the volume and so forth. Everything is political. Talk about inflation for a minute. Inflation has become political. Um, I watched... The having been in the business for 45 years, um, I watch CNBC and I watch Fox Business News to get what the market's doing today and so forth. If you listen to those two channels, you'd swear that 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 we, they're not in the same country. No, they're because not Because if the you same listen thing. to the commentary on on CNBC, uh, they're blaming the Federal Reserve for the problems, and if you li- listen to the people on Fox Business News Channel, they're blaming the government for the problem. And you know, it's like driving your car with one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. So the car is the United States. The Foot on the on the gas is the government who is continually infusing more money, more money, stepping on the gas, spending, 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 spending. spending. There's 1.5 trillion dollars of of uh, federal of of uh, uh, executive orders that aren't even figured into the 31 trillion dollars of budget deficit because the CBO only does what. Congress does. So, and now we're going to add another $500 billion, another half a trillion, uh, by an executive order on student debt transfer. So, in, on the other side of the coin, the Federal Reserve is stepping on the brake. <clears throat> you step on the brake harder and harder and harder to make your car stop, okay? Right. So the Federal Reserve is stepping on the brake harder and harder because inflation is still up at 8%. You know, at 8%, prices double every nine years. At 2%, which is the optimum, so we're told, prices double in 36 years. So it's a big difference in how fast prices go up. So it's a big battle right now. So is the Federal Reserve the bad guy 
Or is the government the bad guy? Yes. Well, yes. Some of both. Yes. One of our listeners sent us a text where <coughs> you and I were chatting. He says, I'd like to hear three solutions from each of you. The old Roger Haddon Sr. idea. You have to have three ideas or a three-part solution to fix things. So we have to come up with three solutions. All right. Well, I'm going to read the headlines and introduce the show. We invite you to participate, folks. What are your three solutions? I mentioned uh, let's go back to Election Day, make it a holiday. Uh, what do you think would restore faith in elections? Or uh, or what's the biggest dilemma? You know, a lot of folks significantly worried about uh, Taiwan being taken over. A lot of folks concerned about Putin uh, threatening to use nuclear weapons. Of course, we all talk about border control. So what are the big issues? What's the biggest issue weighing down the U.S. right now? Or divide, maybe just dividing the country? And uh, what are those solutions? You know, what can we do? So we'll talk about that. Let's keep that, that going as, as we uh, go into this open phones hour. On the market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line now open. 1-800-795-9565. Call in with your three solutions. What's the issue to uh, lack of faith in elections? Uh, John's image of the federal government has one foot on the gas, just continuing to spend willy-nilly and way deficit spending and pumping uh, trillions of dollars into the economy versus the Federal Reserve that uh, keeps pushing harder on the brake. He's going to reach over to the emergency brake soon, and then we're going to have a slide. <laughs> That's not going to be good. We had old-fashioned emergency brake, anyway, that you can manually control. Not the one on the dashboard of my truck now. The truck they gave me now has a push-button emergency brake. I don't know what it really does. makes a big noise when it goes on. But anyway, uh, on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out. You can drive the truck I'm in. I'll be giving it back today, and then we'll check out another one. But uh, you can drive any one of the vehicles they have there. I don't get to drive the brand new ones that come right off the truck. I get to drive the pre-owned ones, and uh, they got some nice ones there of those, too. Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. Some very brief news headlines here. State troopers, including a child sexual abuse task force, were in on the arrest of a Northumberland County man. They say he's charged with child pornography-related offenses. Uh, they say 31-year-old Travis Gower of Montandon had child sexual abuse materials in his home. He's jailed now $100,000 bail and will face a preliminary hearing soon. There was lots of activity yesterday at the Miller Center in Lewisburg. It was only a drill testing first responders in the event of an active shooter at the Miller Center. I think the exercise went very well. I think it did exactly what it needed to do. It taught us some things that we do very, very well. It taught us some things that we can improve on in the future. And it really gives us a chance now to improve on that. What's really unique about this exercise is most community hospitals don't have exercises that are this wide-reaching. Matthew Exley is the Environmental Safety and Security Director for Evangelical Community Hospital. A dozen agencies, law enforcement, and other folks involved in that. Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman has a four-point edge over Republican candidate Mehmet Oz in the state Senate race, according to a new Fox News poll. But Oz has all the momentum. The poll found 45% of registered Pennsylvania voters say they'd vote for Fetterman if the Senate election was held today, compared to 41 
1% for Oz, but the enthusiasm gap is growing for Fetterman. Fewer people are saying that they're enthusiastic about choosing him, and more individuals are enthusiastic about choosing Oz. At the same time, their negative numbers are going out. Those who feel more discouraged about the potential uh, candidacy and ultra uh, ultimate uh, placement of Fetterman uh, say they're highly discouraged by that. That number is up higher. And Oz's number of individuals who say they'd be highly discouraged if he were elected, that number is down. So all of the momentum is on Oz's side. So there's something you won't hear very often in the media that Oz is catching up. Today's the last day for eligible Pennsylvanians to apply for assistance through the Pennsylvania Marijuana Pardon Project. Maybe I should ask John, why is this even legal? More than 2,500 people have already applied for pardons through the project launched by Governor Tom Wolf and Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. Governor Wolf says Pennsylvanians convicted of simple marijuana charges are automatically disqualified from so many life opportunities, adding he's urging those eligible to apply and not miss an opportunity to forge a new path. Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman says now is the time to apply because we have no idea how long the legislature will continue refusing common sense legalization. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And crime is surging across Pennsylvania, but the state house is focused on violence in Philadelphia right now and on its district attorney. The Select Committee on Law and Order opened two days of hearing in, in Philadelphia on what could turn into the impeachment of the district attorney, Larry Krasner. One one woman during the hearing said, when he died, I died, referring to her murdered son in a violent incident. She says Philadelphia residents are tired of seeing their loved ones die to violent crimes. The chairman of the committee, John Lawrence, said their stated goal is to restore law and order in the city of Philadelphia. Crime and lawlessness, he says, are holding out, is holding the city back from achieving its full potential. Larry Krasner was there, the DA, but was not allowed to speak. He said this is all really about politics and movie is moving as quickly as they can on the usual MAGA politics of fear and a usual coded language to try to gin up resentment toward the most diverse city in the world, says Krasner. Okay. So those are the news headlines. We'll take a break. 1-800-795-9565. What do you think about this idea of having the election on just one day? That's Lawrence's bad idea to restore faith in election. For some reason, I just parked on the fact that I think faith in election has really uh, guided and uh, exacerbated the factionalization of us that that keeps us really divided. Is there sort of one thing in your mind that sort of strikes you as probably the worst thing that's happening in the nation right now that's keeping us divided? Well, elections are certainly a big issue. Uh, But again, I think that it it seems to me that it's in the best interest of the the national politicians to keep our country divided. Um, Both parties uh, demonize the other party, and it's not to our best interest to have that happen, but apparently it's in their best interest because both sides uh, are demonizing uh, the opponent as evil people and so forth, and and uh, uh, that's not true. We have we have people who disagree, but that doesn't make people evil. Well, who used the phrase power-hungry fossils on this show? Fossils, F-O-S-S-I-L-S, fossils. Was th- You didn't speak that, or maybe no. a caller did, but they no. were talking about these elites in Washington, power-hungry fossils. Are There's a lot of them. <laughs> right, trying to keep, while well, they were referring to the age of some of the leaders. <clears throat> we really need the convention of states. Uh, oh, we really true. need to have uh, 
uh, uh, changes made to the power structure in Washington. No one should go there for 40 or 50 or 60 years. No one should have that kind of power. Uh, and and so we need term limits. They they can be re- they don't need to be one or two terms. They can be reasonable, but uh, no one should be there more than probably 18 years. And uh, uh, we need term limits. We need we need restrictions on government power and government spending. The only way we're going to get that is convention of states, which by the way is gaining. Uh, we have 19 states I think now that have approved the resolution. Uh, our own. Pennsylvania uh, delegation refuses to do that. Uh, we have a handful of Republicans that sit on their hands and won't support it, and which is very unfortunate. But uh, well, the last thing they need in Harrisburg is for folks to see what good government looks like. Yeah, right. From Washington, <laughs> my gosh, that's like cutting off the branch you're sitting on. You know. So, all right, we'll take a quick break. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Convention of states just got mentioned. I mentioned elections on one day. What's your view on that? What's the biggest issue facing the nation. I think having a porous border certainly is a big security issue in the U.S. It's a, it's funny, we spend a gazillion dollars on anti-terrorism efforts, but none of which on the southern border where anybody with a dirty bomb can just walk across the river and get in the U.S. 1-800-795-9565. What's your view on these topics? There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. I'm Mark Lawrence. John Shipman is with us, a good conservative. And so we're bringing, trying to bring some common sense uh, ideas to the table. One of our good listeners sends a text and says, yes, Mark, elections should be one day. They've already started voting in some states before debates between the candidates. Yeah, we're going to have that this year with uh, if, if Oz and Fetterman really do debate. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, you talk about if this is how they're going to govern, neither of them are going to be any good. If you can't compromise during the campaign, <laughs> holy smokes, what, how are you going to ever compromise with when when there's a, you know, dollars and signs and big issues at the table? Right, and I think that's that's uh, uh, just indicative of the whole situation in, in Washington that uh, everybody is just seeking any little thing they can to, to gain an advantage and uh, you know, Mr. Fetterman is uh, um, 
should be a little more transparent about his medical condition. Uh, I feel sorry for him. I don't wish a stroke on anybody, uh, and uh, I hope he has a full and complete recovery. Uh, but our politicians are not honest with us. Uh, Washington is not honest with us. Joe Biden said in uh, in in uh, August that inflation is zero. No, Mr. President, it's not <laughs> zero. It's eight point three percent. Just because it didn't go up from the previous month doesn't mean it's zero. And uh, he's, you know, our, our politicians don't tell us the truth, and that that just destroys people's confidence in in government. Well, look at President Biden. Well, he was a candidate at the time, wouldn't debate uh, President Trump, and he kept saying it's well because of the pandemic or this or that and the other thing. It wasn't because he already knew he could win if he just keep his mouth shut. The last thing you want to do is realize how how he really is, you know, and so we never got to find out. Same with Josh Shapiro, you know. Uh, In a way, as a Democrat, I think, oh, it's good, you know, keep your mouth shut, don't go looking for trouble, but uh, don't debate, you know, it'll only really help Mastriano at this point, you know, he'll he'll move up. And Josh Shapiro uh, is a very liberal candidate, okay? Uh, He... uh, uh, he doesn't want people to know that. His ads are about all the good things he's done. And he has done good things. I mean, he, he has helped people that are in trouble. He has faced, uh, helped certain unions. He has helped uh, uh, people who were uh, victims of child abuse and so forth. So he's done a lot of good things. But when you look at his political position, he's very liberal. And so, but he, he doesn't want that to be known. And I, I'm surprised that, that, that Mastriano is not attacking him. I think Mastriano is out of money or something. I know what's going on there. Yeah, he's having trouble raising money because I think the the perception is that he will not win. So folks with donor dollars are sending them elsewhere to maybe to maybe Oz, where you can probably have an impact. On well, it. even the even the Republican Senate cam, uh, committee uh, pulled the, the the funding for any funding for ads for him from the state. So I think that that they probably have given up on that. Uh, but uh, Mr. Shapiro is is a uh, you know, he changed the rules and he illegally changed the rules going to get back to voting. I believe we should have mail-in voting for people who request a ballot. I don't believe that a state should mass mail ballots or applications. Uh, Battle ba- ba- applications to every person that's a registered voter. Mm-hmm. I think that's wrong. We do not do that in Pennsylvania. Well, not we didn't, no. But we changed all the other rules. Uh, we changed the counting. We changed... <laughs> well, yeah, we, that's another topic. We, we talked about... The mail-in ballots are not postmarked because they are prepaid. Any, any prepaid mail isn't postmarked, hmm. okay? So... Uh, it, well, that's not right. Well, that's the way the government does it. So uh, they're not postmarked. So uh, all the only the only date on there is the date that the person put on. So if they didn't put a date on it, is that a good ballot? Well, since we had mail-in voting in Philadelphia, they were curing def- faulty faulty ballots, fixing them if they had an error. Fixing them if they had an error, and. Uh, the, all, well, that went on statewide. Went on statewide, but in, for the most part, 
it was the Democratic ballots, according to the reports. Most of the de- most of the ballots that were <laughs> fixed. Here's a busted Republican. <laughs> yeah, so that was you couldn't see it, but my arm went off to the right, yeah, hand right. Side, <laughs> towards the trash can. So you know this all this builds distrust. Mm-hmm. All this builds distrust. Yeah, bottom line, I agree. I so agree. I I think your idea of one or two days. You know, some Europeans have it have it all the weekend, uh, but oh. have one or two days. The ballots have to be in prior to that, the Sunday, end of that Monday, date. Friday, Saturday. Uh, yeah. Friday, Saturday. Uh, anyway. Uh, and uh, 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 limit, you know, mail-in votes, ballots to people who have requested them. Because there are many legitimate reasons. Some people are busy. You're a guy that's, I mean, you're so busy that, you know, I don't know how you get everything all done. So I understand that you it would be convenient for you to do that. For me, I prefer to vote in person and stand in line at the poll. But that's okay. Uh, but so I, we shouldn't eliminate mail-in vote the ballots, but we should limit to those who request them. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five, and also make it uh, clear: no curing. You know, if you cure a ballot, I understand how the election people just want in every county, every party just want everybody who casts a ballot to get that vote to count, but. It just sounds so fishy all the time. Okay, you know, here's a ballot came in, didn't have the date. We called the guy and said, hey, you know, Bob, you've been voting for 95 years. What? <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about my dad. But anyway, um, you have to put the date on it. And you can cure this. Or, or what di- What date did you fill it out? You know, last Tuesday, okay, we'll date it for you. Things like that. And that just sounds suspicious when you hear about it, even though it's obviously well-intentioned. One of our listeners says, speaking of Dr. Oz, if Oz has the momentum according to polls, then it's obvious he's ahead. Most polls are weighted towards Democrats. The problem with that will be the mail-in balloting. I doubt that, I don't know that the Fox News poll has a lean either way. I would assume if it did, it would be conservative. Uh, But uh, I'm not going to accuse them of having a lean either way without any evidence to that effect. Um, Would John comment on his vision of the 16th Pennsylvania Community College location in the Susquehanna Valley where there is no vision, the people we, don't, we, we ran out of space. The people there. perish. Oh, okay. oh, that particular comment. Okay. I've heard about that. Do, will we perish if we don't have a community college? Well, you know, it's uh, uh, there are some powerful forces that don't want the community college here for obvious reasons. But uh, every area that has a community college flourishes. Okay, and uh, we are we are. There's a big hole right in the middle of the state. You've got northeastern Pennsylvania. You've got southeastern Pennsylvania. You've got south central Pennsylvania. You've got southwestern Pennsylvania. You've got northwestern Pennsylvania. And here in central Pennsylvania, we have no community college. We had one in Williamsport that was had a faulty funding scheme that that uh, eventually fell apart and Penn State took it over if you go to Penn College you pay Penn State rates I mean it's like higher 30 grand so uh, you know we desperately need and who needs it is is the common people you know the the wealthy people can send their kids to to colleges like Bucknell and Harvard and whatever a good uh, yeah you have to almost be there to go to Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg's twenty some thousand dollars a year now. You know, hundred thousand dollars for you know. I went to Bloomsburg the first year. I went to Bloomsburg. Tuition was a hundred dollars. The activity fee was twenty 
dollars. Oh, and it was, well, that was exorbitant. And it was about fifty bucks for for uh, that's a semester now, and it was about fifty bucks for uh, for uh, books. Okay, so for about uh, for about one hundred and seventy-five dollars a semester, I went to to Bloomsburg State College, uh, and uh, now Bloomsburg's over twenty grand. So it's like, okay, you know, what's wrong with this picture? All right, we're going to take one caller before the break, Dan. That'll be you, Bob. You stand by, Dan. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, Mark and John. Good talking with you. Anyway, it's not a bad idea to have an election day for have the day off but I in my early life I worked two jobs and I always found a way to get to the election to vote so I you know sometimes people could make more of an effort but it's not a bad idea to have a day but the biggest problem I see in politics is filthy lucre money you know so many of our politicians are controlled by the lobbyists and also they have investments in China related companies and they have no obligation to we the people and I see money as a big problem how do you get big money out of politics and you think of that, how do you do it? Yeah, it's a good point, and actually, uh, it's getting worse uh, because of a, a Supreme Court. Uh, there was a, a law passed limiting who could give what and so forth. Parts of that law were were uh, considered unconstitutional, uh, and that was not in the current court. That was in the previous court. But the problem we have is we have all kind of shadow organizations now, uh, dark money organizations who are able to to funnel uh, to. Uh, to uh, public interest groups. A public interest group cannot directly support a candidate, uh, but they can criticize a candidate for their position. And so we have uh, millions of dollars coming in from dark money that we have no idea. Uh, if you give to a political campaign, they have to they have to track your money. And if you gave over two, I think it's two hundred fifty dollars. You know, you get a special list and so on, uh, so that you can track who who gives to what. But this new this new kind of thing that's been developed over the last ten or twelve years is is where they can receive money from donors. There is no they're not required to record who the donors are, but they can support issues, but in supporting issues, obviously, they can attack candidates. All right, Dan, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. You see them, these ads on TV and radio don't amount to too much. You, you can't learn a whole lot from them, and it's a, it's a waste of money, but it seems to work, so... That's why George Soros and them kind of people buy buy into it. They they can pretty much get who they want in office. It works for them. So I think that voters have to have more need more information. In other words, we don't need low information voters. 
and that's part of the problem also. But, hey, it's great talking with you. Yep, guys, thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. Thank Dan, you, too. Thank you, too. Thank you so much. One of our listeners says, uh, yeah, Oz Shapiro and uh, everybody at Mastriano and Fetterman should debate. Debates are job interviews for the candidates, and those refusing a job interview should never be hired. <laughs> well, then none of them are going to get <laughs> the job. Um <clears throat> Yeah, there, I, well, I think there's most, no Shapiro I, debate, is there? There's no. Oh no, Mastery and I won't. But there's no Fetterman debate, is there? Just that one. Well, there's just that one, and I'm not, we're not sure. But no, uh, Shapiro doesn't want to uh, debate. Uh, uh, so he, uh, there's been no debate for governor either. Yeah, why go looking for trouble? All right, hold on, Bob. Uh, we will be right back. Uh, we got a, oh, a couple lines are open though. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. All right, one of our listeners sends us a note, says a postmaster general who removed thousands of mailboxes and sorting machines before the election also looks suspicious, very suspicious, says Tom. Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked much about that, yeah, how the election was uh, jimmied by the previous administration. Uh, let's see, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We're looking for three solutions for each problem that we've named here. We kind of dwelled on election, but we have education email that are here, and another one is about voting. Bob's on the line on the topic of mail-in votings. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, guys. Uh, three different topics, if you will. You said a minute ago that Pennsylvania doesn't mail out uh, mail-in voters. Vote, right? They don't do a blanket application mail-out. You have to ask for okay. it. Okay, and I know a Democrat that didn't vote for two years, and they got one the other day in the mail. Okay, and next topic, Harris. She's on the border in Korea. Our advocates are allies to the north. That's North Korea. That's a lie. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, yeah, that's that the best I can have yet. That was a major gaffe. <laughs> you know, next one. Um, global warming. Uh, two weeks ago or so in the New York Post, they stated that uh, the, worth, uh, the, the benefit of this global warming is only for the politicians. They're contending that the world tilts every so many years uh, due to the moon or the star or the sun, and it pulls it on an axis off in the thing. We're going to have warm weather, and we're going to have cold weather, and et cetera. And then there was another article of 172 years, I think it was called, and it said in every so many cycles that we will tilt so far, and we will have these different disasters and whatever and whatever. And Gore comes along a couple years ago. He's a billionaire now, I guess. And he said we wouldn't be here by we aren't theoretically we wouldn't be here today. We wondering what his predictions were, but I think we're still here. And they, and with with China and whatever putting all those new coal furnaces on, and how about that gas line they blew up over there? That's putting all this live methane into the air. That affects the atmosphere. You know, somebody's going to have to get a hold of somebody here and straighten it out because you're scaring us <laughs> to death with things that aren't going to happen. Well, Biden accidentally said it about two months ago. He said we have to get a change in regime. But he, he, he <laughs> yeah, was... Well, there we go. <laughs> That's what we need. Well, I think, again, we need to stop just trying to instill fear and have rational discussions. There, You know, climate is changing. There's some things that we can do to help. Uh, and uh, But, you know... In 1970, the same people were were uh, predicting that we would have a mini ice age. So, uh, you know, it's it's an imperfect uh, uh, way. We we don't know how the weather is going to change and what's going to change the weather. But we should we should try to conserve the uh, the, the earth that we live on for our future generations. 
I think what we do, though, we get a distraction in it. We can't prove goes either way and takes us off of what's going on today and what bad things are that are they're contributing to. So we don't look at that. We look at things that scare us after death, but nobody can prove it either way. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks right. a lot. Yeah, thanks I agree. For it, it, everything turns political, including including global warming. It is a political issue now. It's not. It's no longer a scientific issue. It's a political issue, and everything in, that we talk about in this country today is political. One of our listeners says, <clears throat> Mark, when it comes to voting, do we have a right to vote, a responsibility to vote, or a combination of the two? Your personal answer to the question will determine your answer to put integrity back in the election process, says Rob. Uh, I think we 100% have both, right? I, we have both. We have right. we have a right, but we also have a privilege. Everyone, every American citizen has the right to vote. If you're not an American citizen, you do not have a right to vote. Okay? That's yeah. very clear in the Constitution. But number two, I think that as an American citizen, you have a responsibility to vote. If you want, this is your way to express your views on what's going on. And you should vote. Uh, so we have a right to vote. We have a responsibility to vote. And if anybody doesn't know how to vote or what to vote for or who to vote for, just call me. I have all the answers. <laughs> so I'll be more than happy to send you in the right direction. Chris has a lot of factual information he brings to our show about every other day day or so. We always are appreciative of that. Half the time is correcting me, which I can withstand, but we're glad he's on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Well, you have a right not to vote, too. Unfortunately, yeah, I guess. Too many yeah, I, I agree with that. that. If you don't yeah. want to vote, you don't have to. I, I know I know some people that don't vote based on their religious belief. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, it's everyone... Uh, I know journalists who don't vote because they want to stay 100% objective in their coverage. Oh, really? Okay. So uh, okay, this is a this is a Ginny Thomas text message from uh, November fifth, I believe it is. Biden crime family, crime family, and ballot fraud conspirators, elected officials, bureaucrats, social media censorship mongers, fake stream media reporters, etc., are being arrested and detained for ballot fraud right now. And over coming days. We'll be living in barges off Gitmo to face military tribunals for sedition. And she <laughs> added, I hope this is true. I, I have to unpack I, that. I, <laughs> I kind of wonder, now, if your spouse said that, would you be trying to get her help? <laughs> Some people got it bad. Well, maybe uh, Clarence... Every person is entitled to their opinion. Nobody <laughs> I didn't is. Say she wasn't. <laughs> nobody is entitled to their own facts, and uh, I well, think. Well, that's the problem. There's I a, think the, she didn't. The, the facts are well, people can I, believe things can I, facts. Can I talk? So sure. she she she's entitled to her opinion. She's not entitled to her own facts, and the facts she doesn't have the facts. Okay, I think that 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 we when we look at the 2020 election, we have to say that yes, there were some irregularities, but by and large, the election was was a fair election. And so, this is very soon after the election. If that was well, all the election was going on still, it's like. Uh, uh, a fantasy world of facts. Well, that's one of the problems. It's hard to deal with that, you know? One of the problems we had with the lax election, and it went on and on and on and on and on and on for about no, 10 days. No, that wasn't a problem at all. <laughs> 
Why was that a problem? Did any boats get kind of wrong because it went on and on and on and on? Well, let me tell you what I experienced. I went to bed around midnight on election night, and the governor of Pennsylvania was on TV about 10 o'clock saying that they were going to stop counting votes, and they had 700,000 votes that hadn't been counted. When I got up the next morning and turned TV on and started listening to it, the governor said we had a million ballots that hadn't been counted. Where did the other 300,000 come from? Well, I think that's probably very easily determined if you look into it. Well, I'm just and saying to that what basis he was talking about one time and what uh, others. There's all sorts of stories like that where people get numbers wrong. Maybe that was all it was. You, you, you <laughs> just you're just making it suspicious where it's not uh, because you want to. That's all. So, so the fact that people give us conflicting information that that we should just accept that is okay. That's okay. Uh, or do we only do that if it's one side? No, yeah, I think you have to find out what, it, what, it, what, what, where he was getting his statistics and why he said what he said. Well, they never and, explained uh, and, it. And I know a lot. I don't know that one specifically. I admit I haven't heard that one. But the others that are about different numbers have all been explained that I have looked at. Okay. All right. So done. I don't see any problem with that. Now, about your convention of states, why should I, before that, when you're limiting it to conservative pet projects and the people who are being chosen are directed by as as uh, representatives to the convention are the are i think going to be gerrymandered uh voting that right now favors the the Republicans in well, okay, this now let's, okay, situation. Let's, let's clarify how it works. After a, a after a, the correct number, sixty uh, percent, uh, uh, thirty-four states, I believe it is. After they call for the convention, then each state legislature will select delegates to go to the convention. So New York will select its own. Pennsylvania will select its yes, own. Is that the House or the Senate? Each one or both? Uh, both. Okay. So okay, then, and they're both gerrymandered at the state level, correct? Well, it's it's the state. They're both the gerrymandered state, at the state level. Well, that's correct. true. That's true for Democrats and Republicans. Okay. You, yes. Yes. Exactly. So if, right if Democrats now, control legislature. Now wait a minute. That's like the Constitution. Okay. The Constitution says that 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 we should have re, re, the the reapportionment okay and so the party that wins we can't go this far back we have we only have a minute left okay the party that wins gets the opportunity to reset the boundaries and so if the democrats win they get to set the reboundaries if the republicans win they get to reset the that's how our system and, works and uh, the boundaries you're voting on are the are uh, very one sided all right and chris we're going to conservatives right now so why as a liberal should i be backing your pet projects all right, we'll have to talk about that on our next episode, which will be in two weeks sure. from today. Thank you, Chris. Good talking yeah, to you. Yeah, thank you so yep. much. Maybe Chris can come in with you one that'd day. That'd be fine. Yeah, I think I, I'd be like great. to meet him. I yeah. think he's a, he's an honest guy. Right, and a good liberal. All right, we're going to take a quick break. we got a caller lined up. We will be right back.
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Right. Rob, our fabulous producer, must have turned his attention away. He let that slip through. So <laughs> it's not his favorite song in all of history. But uh, well, that got through. It certainly is Friday. John, thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. My Rob, pleasure. Thank you for taking valuable time away from your vacation preparations for running the show. Al, you're going to be the last voice people hear when they go to bed at 10 a.m. Oh, my. Well, anyways, uh, thanks for taking my call, and I did your assignment. I I came up with the three things that I think would be um, solve the problems of the world. Oh, three <laughs> solutions. Okay. Um, the when the uh, first off, we got to start winning the elections, conservatives, and to have that, <laughs> the elections have to be free and fair and one day only. And I don't care if you have to dip your finger in ink or whatever, but that's the way it's got to be. And and immediately we need a new executive branch. I don't care how far you got to go down past Pelosi to find somebody that will close the border and get our country un, um, from being under siege, being invaded, and and start worrying about you know that's it. That's it. Oh, well, the, some of your solutions are and, a little heavy-handed. <laughs> Get rid of the administration. Well, that's what you got to do. If but, you want to save it, you got to do it. But if free, I have three questions for each one of them for John, if I can go okay. real quick. Yep, go ahead. How, how far down would we go below Pelosi to get somebody else? Who's next? You mean as far Speaker as uh, who would be oh. president? Yeah. Uh, would succession, be, yes. Uh, it treasure? would be the, the, the uh, uh, treasurer? No, it would be the... the uh, uh, Leader of the House? Senate. No, she's the leader of the House. It would be the... the okay, be a leader of the Senate, leader of the majority Senate. leader? Or? Senate majority leader. And when do you get Keep down going. to a minority leader? Minority leader of the, the after, Senate would after be After that. So then we go back to the House minority leader. That's where we got to go. That's it. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, just keep and then, going. Well, and then the window elections, I think I answered my own question. They, they can't be tainted like this last one. No way. That's what starts wars. When you get tainted elections that just keep dragging on, and to me, there is a big lie. The big lie is Biden's president. I mean, that's the way I feel uh, because of the tainted election. All right, we so, got to go. This is uh, WK, OK Sunbury.